0: Hi, and welcome to Finding Drishti Podcast. I'm Terry Cohen, a yoga teacher out of Austin, Texas. New this season as a visual supplement to the instruction in the podcast are videos on my YouTube channel. Search Finding Drishti on YouTube and subscribe for the latest videos. Take a seat and listen in. Today, I thought we would revisit Meditations on the Mat. And so this is a book By Rolf Gates. And I reference this book a lot um, whenever I am working through studying the eight limbs of yoga, um, which I have a nice little card here from when we did uh, when I covered all eight limbs a couple years ago in different workshops. And these are all on my podcast. Um, I recorded all those workshop sessions. So today, I'm going to read for you a passage that I thought was really helpful in just kind of understanding um, what we're experiencing right now in this weird pandemic that we're in. So it says, Out of the pain of where we have been, many of us come to the mat in a hurry. Our self-study has revealed a universe of pain and loss, while at the same time it has intimated that there is a better way. Some work on the mat has brought some relief, Therefore, we assume more work on the mat will bring more relief. So we attend workshop after workshop, attempt postures of ever-increasing difficulty. We are in a hurry to escape the pain we have been in and are still contending with, but our haste is self-defeating. Do not walk so fast. The pain you wish to escape is everywhere. Do not walk so fast. The grace you seek is everywhere. And I think for me, when I first came across this passage, um, it was a a time in my yoga practice, my asana practice, where I was starting to feel like, you know, all these youngins who are coming into the practice and they're jumping straight into Pincha asana, forearm stand, and they're doing all these super flexible poses. And I was feeling left behind because I was only able to practice a couple times a week. I was working an office job and traveling and my comparison to other people made me feel like why was I not in this same kind of hurry to absorb as much yoga as I can or could. But the older that I've gotten, and I know some of you guys who have been coming to my classes, I I always tell you I'm so ready to let go of poses the older I get because they're not really serving me much anymore. Um, I'm learning that when I slow down the pace of my practice, you feel more. So I know sometimes it's fun to go and do like big cardio kind of movements, right? get your endorphins going and there's a purpose to that as well but when it comes to how we treat our yoga practice slower really gives us time to feel the breath to really control those transitions right when you watch these like older yogis demonstrating how it looks like they're floating. It looks like they're barely uh, touching the ground because they have so much control in their bodies. They've practiced so slowly and in such a way that they can feel all of their body work together. And they kind of just land gracefully in whatever posture they're moving toward. And this is why when I teach, I don't teach you guys in a very rapid pace. I do a very slow flow. Not that it makes it easier. It actually, I think, makes it more challenging because when you have to pick up your foot and move it all the way through and land forward versus kind of just plopping it forward, you can feel everything that's happening and everything that's connected through that hip, through that leg, through the foot, through the toes as you land softly. And with that connection, that's really what we're going for in yoga, right? It's that uniting of our body and breath and spirit and it's really hard to feel that connection when we rush when we jump into things when we're just kind of flying through them so this practice for me has gotten much more slower in my pace in my intention and how I approach it and that's given me so much more than if I were doing more of the just the gymnastics-y part of yoga, right? The Instagram stuff. And so sometimes I'll tag stuff like non-sexy yoga because that's really what I do most of the time. I'm staying in child's pose for a long time when I practice on my own. I'm taking those twists and really feeling the twists and just kind of hanging out and living in them. If I am doing standing poses, I really give myself the time, right? To find that expanse through my arms, to pull my shoulders back, to find that alignment and really soften into it and give myself the moment to be in it before I move on to the next thing. So for this morning's meditation, I wanted to move into that space where we can really slow down the breath, that we can really feel what's happening in our bodies and hopefully um, leave feeling a little more connected all the way through. So let's find a comfortable seat. Give yourself plenty of space Relax the shoulders, pull them all the way back and behind, drop them down away from the ears. Grow the spine long, crown of the head lifted. Soften the eyes, soften your gaze. Take the first few breaths just to settle in. Sometimes we have a lot of kind of energy working into the body when you first take a seat. So let things settle. Feel your seat connect fully into the floor, into the blanket, whatever you have underneath you. Soften your elbows. Feel the warmth of your hands against your legs. Notice how the breath is moving through the body. Is it getting stuck anywhere? Give it a little bit more space. And then you want to just be able to notice the sounds around you. What's been really kind of beautiful about this stay-at-home time is that you can hear nature a lot more clearly because we don't have the hustle and bustle of cars down the street all the time. Everything is kind of quieting down. You can hear birds. You hear the rustle of leaves when the wind passes through the trees. Maybe you hear insects. We're supposed to be getting some rain today, and I love a good yoga practice, even if it's restorative, even if it's Shavasana, when there's rain. So this afternoon, when we start to get a little bit of rain through the Austin area, see if you can hear the pattering of the rain on the roof, how the rain dances on the leaves and the grass on the ground. And we use this time to observe, to witness. There's nowhere that you need to be for a few moments of your day, giving yourself this time to just be, to be sitting, to be breathing. sometimes I hear people using meditation as a way to escape the pain of whatever you're experiencing in your home. So if you have children, if you have stressful work, they're trying to use meditation in that way. And what I invite you to do instead, if this is where you tend to go, instead of focusing on escaping that pain, that suffering, Instead, see if you can use your meditation time, these quiet few moments of sitting, being still with yourself, of going inward to restore your nervous system, to restore your sanity so that it becomes a a time that instead of being escape, it's a time of rejuvenation. once the physical body starts to catch up to this slower pace where you no longer have fidgeting or this need to twist the body and stretch it in huge ways the stillness seeps in into the mind You feel more of a low buzz of energy in the body rather than chaotic, erratic, nervous energy. We'll stay here for about 10 more breaths. And we'll place one hand over the other across the heart, bow the head in. We'll gently start to blink the eyes open. I want to thank you guys for joining me this morning just to slow down and to give yourself a little bit of space before you jump into the rest of your day and hopefully you feel a little less of trying to run away from things and instead giving yourself the grace to move at a pace that is more sustainable and uh, more rejuvenating, feel a little bit more whole Thank you for listening to Finding Drishti podcasts. Support this podcast with a donation via Venmo to Terry-Cohen, that's spelled T-E-R-R-I-K-O-E-N, and telling your friends and family. You can find my live online teaching schedule at FindingDrishti.com.